Next on BYU Sports Nation, Cougar football will have multiple NFL draft picks for the first time in nine years. Who said it? And are you buying it? Is it national championship or bust for the men's volleyball team? We'll chat with head coach Sean Olmstead fresh off the MPSF tournament title. Plus, is BYU a golf school? Three straight WCC championships is a compelling argument and the greatest BYU overachievement in the last calendar year. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. On a Monday, BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, April 23rd, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Jerem Jordan, alongside a man who's been off for paternity leave, but is back now, Spencer Linton. Thank you for that introduction. uh, Introduction. I wanted to step on your toes there because I've missed your toes. <laughs> I'm glad you're back, man. It's fun. It's good to be back. And I should say that Jerem is once again the voice of the 2018 MPSF Volleyball Champions. Hey, it's great to win, and we ride their coattails. But what a fun weekend, right? The MPSF tournament. The Cougars won it. They're a two-seed. More on that coming up. Dr. Sean Olmstead, uh, BYU potentially matches up with UCLA in the semis again. A fourth meeting? What, we've done this before. 2014 Stanford. Yeah, some questionable decisions, by the way, in not only the seating and the pairings, but the uh, who got the second at-large bid. I don't agree with it all. I think we'll you need to flex later. your volleyball broadcaster muscles there and make some things happen. Do I have those? <laughs> I don't think I have those. Perhaps a discussion for another day. Right now, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Pro Football Focus now projecting three, count them, three BYU players will be drafted into the National Football League. Oh, I I get it now that I put on the goggles. Blue goggles. Three. Blue goggle alert. It seems more than likely that linebacker Fred Warner will probably go in the third or fourth round. But then there's center T. John Karoma and defensive lineman Tooney Knuch, both projected seventh rounders by Pro Football Focus in their mock draft. Karoma going to New Orleans, Knuch to Indianapolis. Mm. Jerem, BYU hasn't produced multiple draft picks in almost a decade. Will it change this year? Will the Cougars have multiple draft picks in this weekend's NFL draft? I hope so, but I don't think so. Fred Warner's the guy. Like you said, it's been since 2009 that BYU had multiple picks. I'm hoping another guy sneaks in somewhere. Is it Tijon Kroma? Is it Tooney Canuke? I don't, I don't know that Jonah Trinman with one touchdown catch in two years is going to be a draft pick. He's certainly going to get a look from a team. He's a combine freak. Uh, I hope so. I, I'm not sure that that's going to happen, though. I'm going to guess no and be surprised if it happens. I misspoke. Tooney Knuch is an offensive lineman along with T. John Karoma. I called him a defensive lineman. Regardless. He has a defensive mentality on offense. Will one of those guys get drafted? And will BYU have multiple draft picks? I think that BYU is in a situation that they've been in recently, and that is one sure thing, Fred Warner, and then it's a crapshoot after that. I think BYU has a few guys that could be Mr. Irrelevant, you know, the last player the drafted. Tabita-Ofen-Gatways? Yes. Like, there could be a T. John Karoma drafted very late, or maybe Jonah Trinneman, the Chicago Bears, sneak in there with their last pick and take him. They can get him as a free agent, though. Can they? 
Because will Jonah go to Chicago if they like him enough? That's that's the gamble that teams take is we think that he's not going to be drafted and right. we're going to try and offer him the best free agent L- deal. Listen, I love Jonah, okay? You don't draft a guy that one touch uh, received that one touchdown catch in two years. Like, you, de- you can develop him, and he could certainly play in the NFL and have some But catches. do the Bears go with the Al Davis factor and just draft speed? <laughs> I don't Darius know. Hayward Bay, first <laughs> round out of Maryland. What? BYU most likely will have one yes. draft pick. Jonah's going to get a look, whether he's drafted or not. I don't really care whether he's drafted. And that's the angle that we'll always bring up here is, BYU's done a really nice job of having undrafted guys get into the league. Daniel Sorensen, Taysom Hill, and com- Michael Davis and company. Kai Nakua. We could go on That's for a little while, the right? for BYU yes. is into guys the making it as free agents. Yes. Fred Warner and then who else? I don't think anybody else is going to be there, yeah. but I hope so. Wednesday, Elijah Bryant announced he's declaring for the NFL NBA draft. We had him on the show Thursday to discuss the decision. Spencer, now that you've had the weekend to sleep on it, what is your feeling about BYU Hoops next season? And that is our question of the day as well. Uncertainty is the word that comes to mind, uh, but I will give you a guarantee. Oh, whoever is playing, whoever is playing for Dave Rose in BYU basketball, that team will win 20 games. Okay? That's been the case for 13 years. BYU basketball will win 20 games. I don't care who's on the roster and who's leaving and who's transferring and who's going pro. They're going to win 20 games. If Yoli Childs comes back, he is worthy of plus three to that number. Okay? His, his basketball war Guaranteed is three. Guaranteed 23 wins if Yoli Childs comes back. Now, if BYU gets Nick Emery to come back, you tack on one or two more to that. Okay, so 24 and a half wins with Nicholas. And Yoli Childs. 20 wins guaranteed. So Nick's war is whoever's one and a half. Back. And Yoli Childs is three. Okay, wins above replacement. So I think with those two coming back, my feeling for BYU hoops next season is twenty-four to twenty-five wins. But that's a big if because who knows if those guys are going to be playing for BYU? Yeah, those are in size seventy-two font, right? I have some questions about personnel for next year's team. We've discussed the last two years there have been an average of six and a half players leave the team for non-mission reasons. We know of one. That's leaving. We don't know of anyone else that's leaving. There's always people that leave. So just brace yourself for more transfers, okay? I also have questions about the ability to get into the NCAA tournament with a quality combination of good players against a good schedule. We know that BYU is going to have to ramp it up. That means that they're going to lose probably more games than they have recently a little bit, okay? That chance exists because they're trying to get a better strength of schedule. So can BYU get a good combination of Yoli Child's back and Nick Emery back with these guys. There's got to be an impact transfer in my mind to replace Elijah Bryant. You want to develop it internally as well, but it's more than likely that you can get something injected in immediately from somebody else. See, Nick Emery feels like that that transfer type to me. To me, he's I treat him like a red shirt because he's he was on the team. He didn't go anywhere else. He's he sat out. He's like a red shirt. That's the mentality I'm coming transfer. Okay, but. I, I have some concerns because I don't want Yoli Childs to bounce and Nick Emery to go. In that case, I would I before the season I would go, wow, twenty would be a good number. If you lose three dudes, Elijah, Yoli, and Nick, I'm hoping that the other two come back. It's what BYU does. Twenty wins under Dave Rose. They have done, certainly. You would hope that it would continue. BYU does a lot of things well in the athletic genre, Jerem, basketball included. Football put the Cougars on the map. 
Hoops has produced two NCAA Players of the Year in Danny Ainge and Jimmer Fredette. Recently, women's volleyball and men's volleyball have shown the excellence year after year. Golf stepped up, track and field. Jeremy, I want you to fill in the blank. From an athletics standpoint, BYU is a blank school. Mormon. <laughs> Again, athletic standpoint. Stone cold sober. <laughs> volleyball. Ah. Volleyball school. Uh, future Power Five. Future I like Power that five. answer. I know, I know you're getting at a, a certain sport. If you had to pick a sport, especially where you have two, it, obviously it's a football school, it's a men's basketball. It's all the, it's all the sports. Volleyball is the strongest men and women's combo the BYU has, by far. Financially, because it doesn't push the needle, people won't answer that way. But if we're going from strictly a merit standpoint. Success is success, baby. Merit and success, Yeah, it's volleyball right now. Women's volleyball has gone to 6 million straight Sweet 16. (laughs) Men's volleyball has gone to the NCAA tournament now three years in a row with this year. That's never happened in men's volleyball history, by the way. Rich history here. I go volleyball. That's the reality answer. It's, well, the reality answer is it's a football school. Spencer. Sorry. Based on merit, okay. volleyball there is the answer. But it's a football school. Listen, if BYU can survive the doldrums of the Mountain Network and still be relevant to a degree, it's 100% a football school. True. And update it. If BYU can survive a 4-9 record and this year go to a bowl game and be on ESPN and do their did, thing, now we're, now we're back. Did BYU one all year, of a sudden hopefully. lose their football brand when they had three consecutive losing seasons between 2 and 4 One thing, no. No. One, yeah. Okay. In 4 think about this. Think about this for a sec. In 4 people are like, oh, three straight losing seasons. We just fired our coach. Two years later in 6 BYU is ranked in the top 15 to end the season. Two years later, like it, it can change that quickly. Also, I ask Central Florida about that. The national Nash, chance. The national chance. I get really bugged when this happens. Does ESPN still want a contract with BYU? I'm like, are you serious? Eyeballs. Do you, Do you treat your relationships in the same way? Someone does one thing to you, and you're like, you know what? It is over. I've had a 30 to 50 year relationship with this person. I am out of here. <laughs> one thing. Are you serious? One bad season, and you're out. You give up way too easy. Uh, BYU is a football school. Yes, they are. They survived three losing seasons on the Mountain Network and remained relevant. Or are they a men's volleyball school? Because the Cougars won the fourth MPSF tournament title in six years over the weekend with a four-set victory over the rival eight-clap UCLA on Saturday. The Cougars have said they have one goal, and it's not winning the league. Here's Brendan Sander. It feels great to get this banner and hang that banner, but we got one more, and we're really focused, and we really want that banner. Spencer, is it national championship or bust for BYU Volleyball? I think the answer is clear here. Yes. Because of what they have done recently and what they have not been able to accomplish the last three times they have been to the Final Four. 13, 16, 17. Yes, it's national championship or bust. And I know that we talk a lot about expectations and disappointments. Right now, BYU doesn't have much room to grow other than winning the national championship. So, yes, it's win it all or bust. And everybody on that team, coaching staff, players, and all of the BYU fans that are invested in the program agree with that. You win it. You've been so close. There's only one other place to go, and that's winning it. 
I don't know what happened during this conversation, but I got stink face on. I got my game face on. I am, I am tired of not having a national championship here. 2004 was the last one for BYU. The Cougars have been way too good. I'm going Kendrick Perkins, stink face. Yes, it's national championship or bust. How much does this team care about the MPSF tournament title? They cared that much about it. Their 2016 championship is on our desk, and we're hoping that we update it with the 2018 yeah, one upgrade today. today. We, want, we want an upgrade, Sean Olmstead. <laughs> Bring in the new one. We want the new one. Yes, you're right. There's nowhere else to go. They're trying to win the national title. It's, they're not happy to be there. They want to beat UCLA Thursday, May 3rd, and then they want to beat probably Long Beach State, which, by the way, who's the team who's knocked out the 49ers the last two NCAA tournaments? Your boys, the BYU Cougars. Brigham Young. Ohio State's the five seed. They're going to have to win three games just to get to the title game to potentially play BYU. The Buckeyes aren't going to win it. So the Cougars don't have the, the, the bane of their existence the last two years in the way. So we'll see how this shapes out. BYU, the two seed, in a good spot. I don't like the fact they have to match up with UCLA again for a fourth time. Tough draw. The Cougars, however, have won nine of ten against UCLA the past five years. So the BYU owns it. And the one like. loss... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that hurts so deep. Football. Uh, UCLA has beaten BYU once in the last 10, and the one was when BYU had locked up the one seed and didn't have to win that match. So when it's mattered, BYU's 9 for 9 against UCLA, including Saturday. Win the national championship is the next step. And don't give me the, oh, we don't want to put undue pressure on them and bring up the Oh, they do it on. themselves. Come on. They're there. You heard Brendan? They're all there mentally. You heard They're Brendan. leading that train. Shannon Hortman Evans led the train for BYU Gymnastics this year and became the first All-American for the Cougars yeah. in 14 years. She finished with a 9-9 on the uneven bars at the NCAA Gymnastics Championships and leveraged the BYU Sports Nation karma to boot. Mm-hmm. Shannon maybe is a potential answer to the following question, Jerem. What is the best overachievement, individual or team, in the past BYU sports season? Besides Cosmo and the Cougarettes with A.O. and Teo? I thought that was a pretty good one. Uh, baseball. Winning the West Coast Conference Tournament. They lost the opening game. They won the next four to go to their first NCAA Regional since 2002. To me, that was an overachievement. I like overachievements because you expect one thing and you do more. Like, we battled this with a few sports on campus, namely men's basketball, where there's an expectation wasn't met, and there's disappointment. Even if that team was good that season, I like overachieving a lot. And, by the way, Shannon said on the show, I want to become – BYU's first, or next All-American. And Check. She, and she did. Karma. Congratulations. Check. Yeah, for me, I went back and forth between two individuals. I agree with you. From a team standpoint, what BYU baseball did was amazing. It was awesome. That was outstanding. But from an individual standpoint, to me, it's Rory Linkletter and what he did in the 10,000 meters. When he finished second, and the way he did it, having to come back and go through basically the entire field. He was 10th in the final lap <laughs> and finished second. In the NCAA Outdoor 10K. That, to me, was the biggest individual overachievement. Mm. Prompting one of the greatest gifts that we've had in BYU sports ever, right? His face after he realized he took second, hands in the air. It's awesome. The flowing ginger locks. He claims they're blonde. His flowing strawberry blonde locks. We call it strawberry because we want to meet in the middle. (laughs) That, to me, was the greatest individual achievement. That was awesome. Yeah, Be great, in the words of his coach, Ed Eyestone, and he was. That's one of the best stories we've heard, too. Question of the day. 
What's the biggest overachievement in BYU athletics over the past calendar year? First response in from Jerem's burner account at Spencer underscore I BYU. This earlier this morning. Shannon Hortman <laughs> Evans, All American finish at Nationals. First time in 14 years. That's amazing. Indeed it is. Hashtag BYUSN. More of your responses later in the show. Coming up, did Sean Olmstead bring us a new set piece upgrade like we want? And what does he think of the possibility of playing UCLA in the semifinals? And is BYU now a golf school? Kerry Roberts, the head coach of the women's team, has won back-to-back-to-back WCC championships. They've got an argument. We're going to talk to her next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Baseball plays Utah round three tomorrow, live at 8 Eastern time. Special channel on KBYU locally in Utah and BYU Radio, but a live stream on YouTube.com slash BYU Sports for those everywhere that has the internet. The two have split the season series so far. It's BYU in Utah tomorrow night. Time to win the series. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on. So. Time, well, then win the series. <laughs> three, like win three can, of the four. We can take the lead. Uh. <laughs> Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, our conversation in Studio B. Always rolling on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram and hashtag BYUSN whenever you want to converse with us. Our question of the day, what is the biggest overachievement in BYU athletics over the past calendar year? At Kiwi Jackman tweets in, hiring Jeff Grimes, new BYU football offensive coordinator. Although we have yet to see what he can really do, he's got a great reputation, and that could lead to potentially exciting offensive performances. Listen, last year's offense stunk. We've talked about it a lot. What was the BYU most exciting even... offensive performance that BYU had last year? At UNLV? Yeah, Squally going for 200. That was pretty good. So can BYU do something better than at UNLV offensively? Yes. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Joining us now, a champion of the West Coast Conference for a a third consecutive year, Kerry Roberts, head coach of BYU Women's Golf. Hello, hello. Can we call it a dynasty at this point? I don't know if three is a dynasty, but we're getting there. They do it in the NFL. They call it three is a dynasty. Do they really? Yeah. Three is a dynasty? Patriots won like three and four. They're like, oh, it's a dynasty. Pepperdine had a dynasty going forever. Forever. In women's golf in the WCC. But now BYU has kind of assumed the throne. Yeah, let's go. I don't, you know, my husband was telling me in the last three years, this team that they've had, they've never, we've never lost to them. Like we've beaten them every time. We've, we've gone face to face. So, so how'd you create this paradigm shift? Hard work. Good players. You're recruiting in Provo, and they're recruiting in Malibu. <laughs> I know, right? Their campus overlooks the ocean. We have the mountains, and, you know, we deal with it. It makes us tougher. What role did Tony Finau's visit to your team <laughs> yeah. play? <laughs> yeah. You know, he only saw half of them. Half of us were outside. Half were inside because of scheduling. But, I mean, what a stud, huh? He's awesome. What did he say to the team when he, when he visited? Well, it was really interesting because he talked about what he does. You know, how, like, he went to a fade, and we're trying to get Naomi Soifu, our, our longest hitter, to hit a fade. And she's like, gosh. You know, he was talking about how, you know, use a journal, write things down. We use a journal. And she's just like, wow, he just talked about everything that we do. You know, like, we're doing everything that he does. And so I was like, I'm like, yes. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> Thank if you, you Tony. didn't want to listen to me, yeah. Tony just confirmed what yeah, pretty, coaching I had to <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> now bring him in with uh, what happens when you dislocate your ankle 
and how you can finish Incredible. in the top ten in the can Masters. Can you believe that? No. I mean, you saw the pictures, right? Yes. I, I honestly do not know how he did that. I mean, and my cousin's his coach, right? And I'm like, praise to you because you putting him on his back foot, ball back, was the only way he could do that. But then how to adjust to where how that comes. I mean, there's no way. Talk about an athlete. Talk about a competitor. Well, Guys your, stud. your team is full of competitors. Yeah, well. they are. So I don't want to <laughs> overlook that. I mean, three consecutive WCC championships. That's awesome. What does that mean to the state of your program? It's awesome. I mean, it means it's, like you said, maybe it is a dynasty. I mean, it says everything, right? I mean, you don't remember the second place team. You only remember if you win, you know? So it helps recruiting, helps everything, confidence. Tell us about the way in which you won the title because you Gosh. went to a playoff with Pepper. Yeah, it was a playoff. It was insane. So we were five back going into the day and it just it just wasn't a course that really fit us we're long and kind of spray it and this was kind of tight ball strikers course and so we go into the final day and after nine holes it did not look pretty I mean it was seven ten shots on. I mean I thought ten and my assistant coach thought seven but then you know after 10 11 I see them go bogey 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 and we go birdie I'm like hey there's four shots you know and it just goes back and forth back and forth and I keep telling my team you just never know I mean, you never – it's going to come down to – I knew it would come down to the last hole. It was a par five, reachable in two. And, you know, it just was so intense. All of a sudden, I, I checked the scores. We've got the lead, three holes to play. And my senior player of the year is going bogey, bogey, bogey. You know, cannot keep it on the map. It's just fighting for her life. I'm basically yelling at her, like, dig deep, dig deep. Ah! So we're on, we're on 18, and she, you know – Sorry, Kendra. She shanks her approach and literally has the hardest up and down. And I am, I am physically yelling like what, to, to tell her what to do. I'm just so in it because I know basically this is it. And so she hits a chip. It rolls over. You know, she chips that 10 feet past. Now she has 10 feet for bogey. I'm just going. You. Oh. And Pepperdine has three, maybe two and a half feet for par to win it. And she, somehow our senior nails it in. I'm consoling her knowing that we've just lost she by one. She makes the bogey, the, the impossible ten, bogey putt. 10-foot <laughs> bogey putt. It was a good 10 feet. I mean, it was – she was scrambling for bogey. And I knew Pepperdine, their best player, who was our – you know, is either Kendra or her for player of the year – literally two and a half, three. I mean, I say three feet, and my assistant coach is like, I don't know if it was that long. Like, it was short. And so I'm consoling Kendra, like, knowing we've just lost by one. And I'm like, you know, it's okay. You were awesome. You worked so hard. And she misses it. And I'm like, get your head in a playoff. We're going in a playoff. Get your mind ready. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And your whole team plays that playoff. The hole. whole team. They played our five and four players. So we went to number 10. Our five and four player played with their five, four, and three tee off our two girls just stripe it Anna Kennedy who has not contributed she shot 80 80 80 we have not counted her score ripped a 320 yard drive <laughs> three the of Tony Finau 320 and she we couldn't even see her ball she goes coach did, did I roll in the bunker and I'm like I can't see it let me go up she goes, I'm like oh my gosh you're way down there she had 83 yards Naomi had 136 um, like Kendra had 146. Like this just shows you how far, I mean, she's just adrenaline pumping, right? So that five teed off, Anna sticks her wedge to three feet, makes the birdie putt. And then, so we had a birdie bogey. They had three bogeys. So we're already up by two. So with our three best players coming, so our three best players play with their one and two. And they had a couple people go left. We all hit the fairway, hit it on. You know, we had two girls front of the green, you know, with 
30 footers, which is scary. I knew they'd leave them short, right? I'm like, for sure, we're going to have to make a bomb or whatever. And so they, I mean, right on the edge for birdie, Ooh. miss it. They make a 10 footer for par. So now we just need one par and a bogey. And Naomi, our, our freshman, steps up, makes probably an eight footer for par. And that's all you wrote. I mean, our, fresh, our freshman, so our, fresh, our sophomore who wow. did not contribute, steps up, rips a drive, sticks a wedge, birdies the hole. Game. That's it. In the spirit Game. of overachievement, we were talking about that. Yeah. To have yeah. her ready in that moment yeah. surprised you, and you're like, oh, the great contribution, yeah. which is awesome. So yeah. now you head to NCAA regionals. Yeah. You went to the NCAA championships. Yeah. Did you go last year? Remind me. Uh, uh, individual ago? went last year. An Two individual, years ago, team, right. and then Alex The whole Sunday play year. story. Yep. Okay. So Wednesday, 5.30 Eastern on the Golf Channel, we find yeah. out where you're going. Do you have a preference? Nope. Don't have a preference. Could be Stanford, Wisconsin, Texas, or Florida. I'm, I'm preparing my team to go back to California. I feel like we've been there probably five times this year. So I'm preparing them to go to California mentally. You're like, oh, what a bummer. We're going back to California. They want to go somewhere else. Yeah, they want to go somewhere fun. Anywhere, yeah, yeah, anywhere, which would be cool, right? So, but no, I don't have a preference. We'll go anywhere. BYU women's head golf coach, Kerry Roberts, with us on BYU Sports Nation. You've won three straight conference championships. You're now taking your team back to a second NCAA tournament in that three-year span. What's the next major step or hurdle or goal, whatever yeah, you Yeah, we've got to compete at nationals. You know, we've got to compete. There's another level, and we've got to get in that, we've got to get in that match play. We've got to, you know, compete for the national title. That's How do you get into step. match play? So you're a top 15, uh, no, sorry, top eight team after, I believe, four rounds at nationals, and then you go into an eight-team match play. And you want to talk about pressure golf? Jeez, right. Match play is incredible. Yeah. Match play is incredible, and that's basically what that playoff was. It was, it was I just kind of chuckled to myself how nervous my girls were. and I mean, I was nervous too, but I've been in playoffs. I've been, I kind of had that experience, and gosh, that was, it was fun. You want to feel that. Yeah, exactly, and, and you've got the people to do it. Uh, you swept the West Coast Conference uh, Player of the Year, Kendra Dalton, yeah. Coach of the Year, you, Freshman of the Year, Naomi yeah. Soifua. And the, the champ, Rose Huang. Yeah. Do you feel bad for anybody else? No one else got an award here? <laughs> I know, right? We, we got to bring in the other girls on the team, which, you know, you think about it. It's the ultimate team sport. I mean, you got to count four out of five. It's not like Jimmer can take over, right? Like, no offense, but Jimmer was pretty good. He made up for three or four guys. You know, and Annie Yang, double-double, the back nine starts 10, or, you know, 10-11, double-double, and then goes, you know, three under in the last six holes. Um you know, and then Anna birdies the playoff hole. I mean, everybody contributed to help us win a championship. Congratulations Thank once you. again. Outstanding. And by awesome. the way, Thanks. I want to I let all of BYU Sports Nation know, you come from the Summer Hayes golf name. I think that you may have put yourself at the top of that list. <laughs> right, okay? I ah, appreciate that. Right. Thanks. <laughs> I think every, my entire family is now going to text me, no, 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 you know? <laughs> it was funny because the day we started conference, my um, brother ran the Boston, you know? So the whole text thread was, yes. you know, and it was the worst weather in the history, and he was injured, and it was so, you know, so motivational. So it's like no short on overachievers. <laughs> yeah. And the Summer Race family? And the Summer Race family. Yeah, out, so, I mean, I got I to gotta pick up my uh, – End of the deal here. All right, let's go. BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, the NCAA tournament. Thank you. Thank you. Destination match play is uh, the goal yep. in mind. Yeah. Can't wait. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gary. You got it. Okay, coming up, does men's volleyball coach Sean Olmstead secretly want to play Ohio State for the national title? They're on the other side of the bracket again. I know how I would answer that question. And Pro Football Focus projects three BYU Cougars will be drafted this weekend. Are you buying multiple draft picks for the Cougs? We'll discuss it. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
What are your Cinco de Mayo plans, Spencer? Arizona. Yeah, May 5th, we'll be live from the Fan Fest in Mesa, Arizona, Pioneer Park. Don't miss it. We're going to be there uh, in the morning, two-hour show. Cannot wait for that. It's coming up May 5th. The same day as the national championship match, by the way, for BYU men's volleyball. Just bring the special hats. Assume they're there. Bring I the assume special, they're going to be there. Bring, bring the special hats. The special hats. hats, they have a name. <laughs> we have them in our office. We've, we, have some, we have two sombreros for some reason. And last year on May 5th, I called into the show. I was driving to Cincinnati to go watch the Reds play on the off day. And yet, uh, Ula Tolutau in, and he wore the sombrero. So random. That's one of the most random visuals so we've ever random. had, man. It was great. We welcome you back wherever and however you're connected in Radio Vision. Great to have you with us. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Of course, we're on demand anytime, anywhere. Yes, if you are. missed what we discussed at the top of the show, we're going to relive it in the form of headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. NFL.com's Chad Reuter's latest mock draft has Fred Warner going in the third round of the Houston Texans. Reuter's previous mock draft had Warner going in the fifth round of the Cleveland Browns. Obvious improvement. Warner's also ranked 65th overall in Gil Brandt's former player personnel director for the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? In the top 150 NFL draft prospects. Hey, number 65, not bad for Fred Warner. Also, Tooney Knuch and T. John Karoma, along with Warner, projected in the pro football focus draft. They have Karoma going in the seventh round of the New Orleans Saints. Tooney Knuch in the seventh round of the Indianapolis Colts. So a couple of offensive linemen there, along with Fred Warner. Fourth-ranked men's volleyball beat second-ranked UCLA in four sets Saturday to win the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Championship. Congratulations to the Cougars. We'll talk to Sean Olmstead in a moment. And yesterday, the Cougars nailed down the two-seed in the NCAA tournament with a bye to the semifinals on May 3rd against the winner of Harvard and UCLA at UCLA. Shannon Hortman Evans, second-team All-American, tying for seventh place with a 9-9 bar routine at Nationals on Friday night. This marks the first time in 14 years a BYU gymnast has both qualified for Nationals and earned All-America honors. Well done, Shannon. The last time, 2004, Carrie Lords was second team on the floor. Been a while. And the women's rugby team defeated Arizona State 91 to nothing. That's just mean. Okay. On Friday, UC Davis 92 nothing on Saturday. That's pretty good. 183 to nothing. They will play Cal State Fullerton in the Final Four on May 4th. I want to go back to something we just discussed in the form of NFL draft picks. It's a big week for so many guys and their football dreams. Will BYU, for the first time in almost a decade, Jerem, finally produce multiple draft picks? We know Warner's going. We know that. As high as two, as low as five, six, maybe? Not seven. Other guys that have been in the mix at some point, T. John Karoma, Tomasi Laulile, now Tuni Knuch, and Jonah Trinaman hit some radars with his crazy pro day numbers. An incredible pro day. Will one of those guys join Fred Warner and give BYU multiple draft picks? It all depends on if a team feels like they can't get them unless they draft them. That they will be wanted by somebody else, right? All it takes is, like, the NFL draft is like marriage. It just takes one person to like you, right? Or love you, in this case. I'm not sure that there's going to be a second one. I would love for there to be a second pick. It's been since... It's been nine years since BYU had multiple draft picks. Who's the most likely, though, 
other than Fred Warner, who's the most likely BYU Cougar to be that second draft pick? I feel like it's Tijon Karoma. I feel like he, he started every game he played in. What, he played 51 or something at BYU? Crazy number. Pro Football Focus had him graded out a year ago as a top five center in the game. Is his, that didn't change this year. Is his way. height, is his reach, is his quickness, like, or are those things good? We know he's strong, but I feel like Tooney Knuch got a shot, or uh, Tijan Chroma. I also feel like Tooney Knuch has a chance based on his combine vertical and his bench and uh, his experience as well. What's the biggest overachievement in BYU athletics over the past calendar year? If they get multiple draft picks, maybe that's the answer. That might be it. At Cosmo underscore DeCougar says overachievement, as in they overdid it. Football scheduling. Yes. Nice and tough, but <laughs> yeesh. I agree with you. That's the elite. Let's just crown that the elite tweet of the day. Coming up, a loaded Cougar whip round from Cougars in the minors to more Cougars in the NFL. We have a champion in the house again of the Federation sword. Sean Olmsted and BYU men's volleyball head to the NCAA tournament. Third straight year for the first time ever. He's going to join us next to discuss what that means for the program. This is BYU Sports Nation. Bring on the Bruins. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's the Utes and Cougars on the diamond round three in baseball. Tomorrow night, 8 Eastern on KBYU, special TV offering there, BYU Radio, and then a live stream on YouTube.com slash Sports. The two have split the season series. They're going to play four total this year. Game three tomorrow night. Yeah, as you pointed out, you can't win the series unless you win the next one. Unless the fourth one's uh, rained out or something. I don't know. Hey, they won the series two games to one. And there was a rain out. That'd be super lame. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Our daily BYUSN rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting sharply at 6 p.m. Eastern. Our question of the day for social media. What is the biggest overachievement in BYU athletics over the past calendar year at USU Coog 11? Pause. USU Coog did his undergrad at USU. He just got into BYU Law School. So congratulations. We await the change of your Twitter handle. Yeah, can you just be Coog 11? Yeah, just Coog 11. That's what we want. He tweets, after losing some key seniors, I don't think anyone expected the men's volleyball team to perform as well as they have. There you go. Let's go get that national championship. Okay, that's a good point. New league, kind of, you lost some big guns, Jake Langlois and Ben Patch and Tim Daubert and guys. It's a good point. I feel like BYU men's volleyball has implemented the whole Utah Jazz mantra of the best thing about our team is our team. That's a good point. And I like that. I like that standpoint. Joining us now to discuss that and much more is the head coach of the 2018 MPSF champions, Sean Olmsted. Sean, welcome back. What's up, Sean? Gentlemen, thanks for having us. Congratulations. We see you brought the trophy. Most importantly, I look better in this jacket than you. We're wearing so the that's, jacket. that's, the, that's where we should start. And that's where we Jeremy should start. loves it when he's wearing the same thing as somebody else on, I changed, on TV. But, I changed my clothes last week because Brian Logan and I had the same shirt on. Well, but. you know, and you don't have a top button, but I noticed that you went all the way to the top. Uh, frankly, I got the zipper stuck. <laughs> okay, and, uh, okay. I can't all right. get it down right now. All right, we're losing valuable time. Sorry. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, what, <laughs> oh, what was the question? My bad. My bad. I haven't my even bad. asked a question. My I bad. was so just uh, intrigued by this I gotta, sweatshirt combo happening. Yeah, I, I got to take this off at some point. What was the weekend like? What was the celebration like after winning the MPSF? No, it was uh, just super excited for the guys and for the entire staff and everybody that was able to, you know, you look at, you look at the schedule 
and you look at the last, you know, technically the last scheduled event, you know, that is there is if you play well enough, you're going to get to your conference tournament. After that, you know, you never know. But um, for the guys, I told them before the match that they get to play at home. You know, some of these seniors, their last opportunity to play in the Smith Fieldhouse. Um, I was just so excited for the guys. And so there was a good energy, you know, um, started off the first set really well and then kind of lost our footing there for a bit. But uh, the guys rebounded well, sets two, three, and four, and kind of found their groove. And just for us to be able to be in the Smith Fieldhouse again in front of all those fans, everybody, you know, BYU TV, Cougar Nation, it was big time. It was super exciting. And uh, I just liked, you know, one of our players, one of our starters, and maybe I won't call him out, but I liked his mindset. And he told me after we went to the press conference, he goes, I didn't know that that win puts us right in the final four. And so I was like, you didn't? What? And, and, no, but, but, but I like that. That's, you know, it was just, great. hey, going to compete in this match, going to play for the MPSF championship. And we know that, hey, there's going to be more after that. But it was just, uh, just his mindset and the energy of the guys. It was, it was pretty good. And frankly, the win Thursday put you in the tournament, as a, at least in at large. You weren't going to embrace that, I, but, but you got in, and you're the two seed. We'll get to that in yeah, a second. Yeah. This team started five and four. It was, it was, it was an interesting start, a head-scratching loss at home. But, but what changed for this team to lose just two matches since then? No, I think uh, we've, like you said, the Utah Jazz and that theory of team, we've really had to embrace that as well because we've lost key starters throughout this season, you know, different reasons, different things. And there's been somebody that's stepped up and sometimes we've had to do it sort of by committee, you know, a couple guys here in this set, a couple guys here in that set. And, uh, you know, it goes to back to our preparation, uh, the players, the team in practice every day, putting those guys in a position where they're prepared. Uh, if their name's called, they're ready to go and compete and, uh, you know, try to maintain the level uh, that we're playing at as a team when we're on the court. And so it's a, it's a credit to the guys. And, uh, you know, it, it's a credit to the coaches for putting those guys in that position every day in practice, giving them the, the help and the attention they need so that they feel prepared when, uh, when their name's called. And there's just the, this season from back when we all joined up together in September – just the energy and the vibe of the guys, you know, um, all of them have said the same. Just there's a good feel. The guys really love being around each other. They they enjoy each other on the court competing in practice, but they really, really enjoy kind of the vibe and the energy off the court as well. And it's just, you know, when we get in our uh, our van and we get on our road trips, we enjoy being around each other, and that's that's a big deal. BYU head volleyball coach. And coach of the 2018 MPSF champions, Sean Olmstead, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Given what you just told us about one of your players not realizing that the win put you in the Final Four, uh, I'm gathering that your team probably doesn't know that BYU has never gone to three consecutive NCAA tournaments. That is now a reality. What is happening uh, for this to consistently happen on a year-to-year basis? We've we've been fortunate to have some very very talented young men in our program, no doubt and uh, great representatives of BYU that uh, have wanted to, for years, be a part of this team and this program through back into their recruiting process. And uh, they've really embraced that. And so I, I'm, I can say that uh, I've been surrounded by 
some of the best assistants that we've ever had in this program, hands down, uh, both Luca and Jay. And I, I can't uh, say enough about those guys and what they do and, uh, you know, how they hold these players accountable to being great in everything they do. And so uh, we've, we've really been fortunate to be a part of just a lot of great things going on, you know, great players, great staff. And you combine all that and you put it together and, you know, wonderful things have happened. And I didn't know you can, Jeremy, he told me after, you know, Hey, I know you don't know this, but, uh, and I didn't know that. I know that we've, uh, we've, there's players like myself that have been in three final fours, but back to back to back, uh, you know, it's pretty exciting. And it, it's I'm just the guys and their work and the, the effort they put in. And it is pretty remarkable. You know, it's, you know, got, look at guys like Leo Price, Bren, Sykes, those guys that have been around for the, for this, uh, this run here. And uh, I know they want more, that's for sure. We've talked about it being, you know, national championship or, or, or bust for this team. You, you've donated your tournament title trophy to us. Like you just, it means something, but not that much. You're the two seed. Yeah, here you go. You can have yeah. this one. Can we upgrade? Can we have this one? Uh, yeah. I mean, that one's been here for what? Let's, let's make the switch. I feel like we've fulfilled our phone okay. contract over the last two years. Can we get go. back to put in the trophy case and we keep the updated one? You know, I probably should in case uh, somebody from the MPSF thinks that, you know, uh, never mind. I'll just yeah, yeah we'll yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah, have, so, the, so have the twenty sixteen trophy. Do we have any like formal yeah. music to play during this? I feel like this is like a like a ceremony of some kind. We give it back. Next year we'll switch out nineteen for eighteen and so on. I like I like this. Okay, you're the two seed in the NCAA tournament. You match up with the the winner of UCLA and Harvard. What do you think of the draw? Yeah, no, I. Uh, it's exciting. We UCLA BYU the two best volleyball programs over the last, what, 20 years in men's college volleyball. So I wouldn't have it any other way. I like to be a part of those matchups. You know, I don't want uh, – they're hosting, the, they're hosting the tournament. They're going to get back there. They're going to be practicing and playing in poly, and uh, we're going to get a, t- a chance to go there and do that. So for us, we're excited. We're excited about the matchup. We enjoy competing against the Bruins. Um, we we get along well with their coaching staff. There's a good camaraderie there. A lot of those play our players and their players were teammates. You know, very good friends. So it's exciting for everybody. And uh, you know, our guys are know that that's the next step. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna disrespect their opponent or, or you know. So we don't go in there saying, hey, here's who we're playing next. You know, let the tournament happen and unfold. I think that's the proper thing to do. And we'll Stranger prepare, things have happened. We'll prepare accordingly, and uh, if that matchup comes to play in Poly Pavilion, wow, what an uh, exciting matchup to be a part of. That's all nice, Sean. Uh, do you really want Ohio State, though, in the title game again? <laughs> do, do we really want Ohio State? <laughs> sure. We'll take anybody. I mean, yeah, it, that's been the mindset of the, this team, and uh, I don't sit there and look at notes and go – I'd like you, you, it's not like I'm going to Panda Express and like, hey, I want this and give me half of that and half of that. Half and you know? half, yeah. Can you, you split this way. team, you know, can I'd you like do to this? like sample this. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we're, we're in the tournament. We're playing for a national championship. And so let's go. Let's strap them up and put our game plan together. I know our guys will be prepared of that, I'm certain. And uh, I like uh, the group we have going against anybody. 
all of a sudden I want some orange chicken. I'm yeah. really hungry for orange <laughs> My bad, my bad. <laughs> Sean Olmstead with us on BYU Sports Nation, head coach of the 2018 MPSF Champions BYU Men's Volleyball. What's the approach for scouting and coaching when you do have a first-round buy? How, how do things change? Yeah, so right now we're putting together everybody, everybody that's in this tournament. And so Chelsea, our statistician, is going crazy right now, trying to compile everything on everyone and uh, so that we're prepared and we have that within the next few days, you know, all the information we want and we need, and uh, then we'll kind of sort it out and, of course, approach it with who we're approaching, you know, who's right in front of us, the next match, and then we'll go from there. But we want to make sure we have all the information on all those teams that have a chance to be matched up against us. That's important because, yeah, like you said, things have happened. And uh, so if we're not prepared, then that's for sure on us. But I'm certain we will be. Ask Virginia and UMBC about it, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Is this team better equipped to win this tournament where it is because of the way that this team has served this year? Yeah. The previous two years? Yeah, I like, you know, I don't think it's, you know, there's one factor or one thing and, and I can't be certain here or there, but I believe that, I just like the opportunity that we've had to give different guys looks and give, you know, allow those guys to kind of develop some confidence and allow the team also to develop that confidence with whoever's on the court with them. And that's what they've said. They've harped on that, you know, uh, after the match in UCLA, we had to, you know, we, we had to make some subs in there that we really, uh, I thought were good uh, in the, in the match and the guys just, kept moving, kept moving forward. And they, you know, the guys that I was with in the press conference stated as such, you know, that they felt comfortable with who, whichever of their teammates were on the court with them. And so um, that's where I feel is a, a little more of an advantage for us that maybe we haven't had in the past, just the depth and, and the guys we have. And so we're excited and they know, each one of them knows that they all have to be prepared for uh, an opportunity to come in and impact that game. Sean, I know you're not one to pat yourself on the back, but what uh, you and your staff and your teams are doing is is pretty incredible. So much so that Jeremy and I had a legitimate conversation today about what kind of a school is BYU, and BYU as a volleyball school has entered There's the conversation. A there, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and I'll say it as a volleyball school. How can you you not? You know, no offense to football or basketball. I understand the fans. I understand Cougar Nation, but our program. You know, the, the great players that have gone on to represent their country, national team, winning gold medals, bronze medal, on and on. And then you look at the women's program, too. I mean, how can, yeah, how can you not uh, make that claim? And, you know, essentially with what both programs have done, I can't speak of other programs, but there are no other programs on campus that can match what uh, these programs have accomplished. That's my opinion. And so... Yeah, and we've got great support and uh, outstanding fan base, and but I'd be willing to argue that I don't know some of the coaches. Uh, I could I could handle any of them, so I, <laughs> but I could I could hold my ground with any any of the other staff if they want to argue it out. But no, really, it's a credit to the players, the coaches on both staffs, players from both programs, and uh, it's definitely become, you know, kind of a volleyball, you know, volleyball BYU. Everyone's uh, sweet and everything. Yeah, Love it. awesome. Love it. Thanks for the trophy upgrade. Jeremy and I will have uh, our lucky shoes on that you've given to us when the games begin. Yep. Yes. Let's make I this happen. I don't lose this one by the time I'm back <laughs> to the office. <laughs> okay, good luck May 3rd. Okay.
Thanks, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Coming up, how many track and fielders, that's a thing now, earned qualifying marks for regionals over the weekend? We'll tell you. And if you missed it earlier, which BYU team beat their opponent by 90-plus? Twice. 90-plus? That's I thought 17-plus was a stretch. That's just mean. All on the whip next. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, Kerry Roberts and Sean Olmstead, both conference or federation champions in their own rights. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood, and we go between the lines in a not-so-pro day. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Volleyball. BYU beat UCLA in four sets Saturday to win the MPSF tournament title. The Cougars are the two seed in the NCAA tournament with a bye to the semifinals against the winner of Harvard and UCLA on Thursday, May 3rd. Bobby Garcia-Fernandez was named the Springbok off-the-block national freshman of the conference postseason, given to a freshman with the best individual performance, obviously as a freshman. Good luck to the Cougars in the approaching NCAA tournament. Rugby. Men's team lost 48-46 to Penn State in the quarterfinals of the playoffs. The women's team beat Arizona State 91-0 and UC Davis 92-0. They'll play Cal- yeah, those scores are real. They'll play Cal State Fullerton in the final four on May 4th. Gymnastics. Shannon Evans. First All-American honor for BYU Gymnastics in 14 years. She got it with a 9-9 unevens bar routine at Nationals on Friday night. Track and field. Track and fielders compete in three separate meets over the weekend. They did with more than 20 athletes earning regional qualifying marks. Cougars overseas. Brandon Davies at 20 points, a couple of rebounds, and an assist in a Zalgiris loss to Olympiacos. Tennis. Women's team defeated Pacific 4-1, clinching a trip to the WCC tournament next week. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I think we should give it to the champions. Yes, Los men's volleyball team. And women's golf. We gave it to them when they won it a few weeks ago. That's true. We or did. A week ago. Or for so. sweeping the awards, if you They I, didn't yeah. bring a trophy for us, did they? No, they didn't. So maybe it is volleyball. <laughs> Good point. Our elite tweet of the day. Biggest overachievement in BYU athletics history or the cap, past calendar year. At Laser Sheep, gymnastics kicking some butt this year. They did that. Conversation continues 24-7. Twitter and Instagram for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to men's volleyball. Asiantineni. <laughs>